where Paddy finally had his pint of jumbo juice, we are not surprised to see Robbie Nielsen still in charge of the big house. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined once again this week by Simon, Paddy, uh, Cameron and Tammy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Listeners last week will know that we were attending the 1874 bar on Saturday and we only went and met Gary Bloody Lock. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good sport as well, wasn't he? Oh, I like him. How was he? <laughs> was he? Was he having a good night? Uh, almost as drunk as us, Sammy. <laughs> I don't think anyone there was almost as drunk as us. No, no definitely not. Uh, oh, that's convenient. I was about to ask Cameron how he's uh, how he's feeling. Someone's asked him something off shot here. <laughs> Just let him off. No, he's back. Do you know what that genuinely was? It was the Alex Salmon truck going past my house. <laughs> no, just as well, you muted yourself. <laughs> Propaganda podcast. Uh, how are you feeling, Cameron? Feeling good. It's a lovely, bright Monday in Edinburgh. And um, ready to go on with the rest of my week. Oof, well, not hungover then, no? No, no not at all. <laughs> no, no, I've been heated. Uh, fair enough. Um, bye, Hammy. You missed the the podcast last week, and we uh, ended up going to war with a little place called Luton Town. <laughs> in your absence, uh, many thanks to Preston Pan Preston Pan's Hearts on Twitter for just throwing fuel all over that fire. And <laughs> um, there's been big debates all week on Twitter about who's more tin pot. <laughs> And they're also annoyed that we don't know more about their league and their history. Why Why would they know anything about, no, no, like, no offence, but why would they know anything about Luton Town? <laughs> what do you mean we got to the quarterfinals of the <laughs> FA Cup in 1987? To get to the hearts of the matter, as Jolly would say, Neil Doncaster approached hearts um, at the beginning of last week. Uh, asking, inquiring about using the services of Tynecastle to host the Scottish Cup final, uh, which may very well include Hibs, and it was rejected by the club because they've got a wee bit of painting to do in the Gorgie stand. Uh, how glorious is that? Eh? About time to get some. I, I'm glad you sort of put this or oh, building a friendship with Hibs behind her because I would have been at one more thing that would have just been a bit of an embarrassment to the club that Ann Budge would have done if that if Hibs were to win the Scottish Cup at Tynecastle. That would be a, a very big final straw. Oh yeah. Right. So it was good <clears throat> good to see a backbone for the first time. Um Ian McCall has said this evening that no one from the SFA or SPFL will be allowed in their stadium when Partick Fissel lift the League One trophy this week. That's good, eh? Have we just been out harsed? I think we have. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. It's sort of, I know we had the whole leave it on the stand and all that, but I think that approach would have been better. Personally. But I think they, they justifiably can be angrier. Yeah, you. I give them that, actually. Game in hand and they're getting sent down, I. Mm-hmm. But they may well have stayed up. We'd have almost certainly got ourselves relegated. So. Aye. Exactly. Do they get to play that game in hand next season? 
That should be a thing. That's a good shout, Paddy. <laughs> um, so I fair play, and I wonder how they're going to get the trophy into the stadium. Like someday I'll just meet them at the door. They'll just go right, cheers, fuck off now. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be interesting. Um, speaking of cups and trophies, uh, there's been a lot of displeasure this week um, that the League Cup is a new sponsor in Premier Sports. Uh, they're going to be sponsoring it until the end of the 26-27 season. Do you think it's a rare sponsor for Scottish football? Are you are you happy to actually see one? <laughs> you know, one? Surely, surely it just means nobody will ever watch it. Because it'll <laughs> be on a channel that nobody's going to subscribe to. I, they just hope that Rangers and Celtic have big runs, don't they? That's that's all they hope for. No, I. It's all about them. Um, Premier Sport <clears throat> notoriously difficult to get an illegal stream from. <laughs> it's also it's notoriously difficult to actually just get on that. Like you <laughs> say, sign up. <laughs> yeah, you actually sign up and you try and watch it. And it's like, oh, you're logged in somewhere else, so you need to sign in to then sign out on your other devices to then sign in again. Mm. I've only ever had sort of the free trials that they do occasionally. I, I thought the coverage was all right, but it just comes to down to it once you go, you know, right, I need Sky Sports, I need Premier Sports. Uh, if I want to watch European football, which Hearts going to be interested in, I need to watch um, BT Sport, and then I've, I've got to buy a season ticket as well, and then all oh, there'll be an occasional game on BBC. and It's just, I guess, a bit overwhelming. And maybe they can, well, obviously folk do pay it, we, but it's... We do not need to worry about the League Cup. We will get out the group stages and we'll have it for a month and then we can <laughs> all cancel it because we're getting knocked out by whoever in the next couple of rounds. <laughs> Just anyone. Loot in town. <laughs> <laughs> Premier Sport British Cup. One Denny. <laughs> Bye. It's just uh, Satanta all over again, eh? Aye. A little bit. It seems like quite a long... What is it, five years as well? That's that's a fair whack of deal. Was there any talk of how much money was involved? Or? Well, Found a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's just SFA members get a free subscription. Ah, right. <laughs> that right. wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, so that's that. Um, enough of trophies and cups. Only something we can dream about anyway. Um, Cameron... You found something quite interesting, but you decided to tell us as soon as we stopped recording the podcast last week. Um, do you want to fill us in? And this is about uh, Andy Irvin. I was just, you know, I was looking out for you and thinking he might be short of agenda points this week. So, you know, stretch out the content. Just well, being I'm, I'm helpful. never short me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we were looking and, and Andy Irvin has um, signed to what looks to be a German sports management company and then I had a look at their their website and and scrolled down through the players and he seems to be the only player that doesn't play either in the German top or second division so he may well have options in Germany if if that's the way he wants to go um, and you've got to say that you know if that offer came up that's it's a good move for him. I, I, I can't see him appointing a sports management company like that for not to then be thinking about moving to Germany where all their specialties and their contacts are going to be. Well, exactly. That's what you've got to look at. Yeah. Good move for them, potentially. Even if it's the second division. Oh, aye. Yeah, brilliant. 
Like those, see if you look at the table, you look at the stadiums of these teams, like you don't even know how to pronounce. They've still got like 40,000 seater stadiums. Germany's <laughs> like, just a different planet. Yeah. Aye. And they're, they're notorious for bringing through the talent correctly. So why wouldn't you go to a country that's known for at least developing the players in the right way? Mm-hmm. Aye, fair play to them. Uh, on, on a scale of uh, one to 10, with 10 being the most confident, how confident are you that Andy Irvin will be at Hearts next season? Zero. <laughs> two. Yeah, I'd say two. Uh, one. It'll just be different. <laughs> right. It's uh right. but fair play to them. Eh? It's not been the other way about. Aye. A lot of people have said oh he's been shite since the contract negotiations fell through, but I don't think that's true at all. I think he was fairly consistent. I think people just forget his age and the kind of role he's in. Place. He's been he's been in and out of the squad since it kind of started begun as well. So to build up like a consistent performance is going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Right. Who's been good though? Peter Harden, Big Gordon, <laughs> Liam Boyce, Andy Halliday. Oh, come on, <laughs> Gary yeah, McKay, guy Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, some some brief transfer news for you. Uh, apparently, Declan Gallagher is uh, is a Jimmy Jimmy Dundee signing for Aberdeen. That's disappointing. So, well, that's gone from like one week guaranteed coming in the the Nick Jarvie seal of approval to one week later he is signing for Aberdeen. <laughs> Listen, nothing. None of these comments are from my mouth. I just read the message boards and reliable goggly sources. The Nick Jarvie seal of approval definitely means they won't sign for Hearts now. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's one for you. The most uh, you, think, you think I'm unreliable for what I read out. The most unreliable Twitter account on the internet has said that <laughs> Craig Halkett is on his way to Motherwell in the summer, which no doubt then means that he's getting offered a five-year contract and that'll be announced next week. So <laughs> there you go. Albeit, right, you've got to think if they're losing Gallagher... Seems like a, a viable oh, um, right. replacement. Maybe it's me that owns that Twitter account. Who knows? But um, <laughs> logically, it would make sense. But it's got Halke's still got a year or something left, don't he? So still got a year. Yeah, I don't, don't know about that. He's not really done much. Well, Jordan Roberts seems to have done all right in Motherwell. So you never know. Hey, well, you know my feelings on him. I hate the guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> What about Robbie Nielsen's statement this week where he said that none of the new signings will be Pele? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he can't oh, to get our hopes up. <laughs> we, oh, he just, oh, just get him away from the press. He's just, he constantly <laughs> makes it worse. You think we've we've read this wrong? Maybe he was talking about age, and he was meaning none of the players <laughs> will be old, and he was just going to bring in youth. <laughs> It's definitely know what he meant. Or maybe it's just the most literal guy and he went, I'm no signing Pelly. <laughs> He's going to run through a player every week, so... <laughs> I just saw it's like a game of guess who. Each week you've got a fucking not right, so it's no Pelly. Right, next week we'll find out who it is. Next week's going to be Jordan Jones, eh? <laughs> <laughs> It's no Declan Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, bye, Harry. Halkett, Motherwell. Sounds good on paper. Let's get it done. And 
Wouldn't he expect Pelly to join Hearts? So, fuck you, Robbie Nielsen. The <laughs> <laughs> um, thing is, we've said it before, though, eh? and it's like, oh, the expectation, our Hearts fans' expectations too high. It's like he's went to the complete extreme there. I went, oh, we're not going to sign players like Pelly, and all that. We're not expecting players like Pelly. Just like a bit better than fucking Castanier and Elliot Freer, like actual uh, footballers. Exactly. <laughs> like a player that can control a football and not trip over it. That would be great. <laughs> no. Do you think that Castanier might go down as like one of the worst players hearts have ever signed? Elliot Freer. <laughs> There's a few from this season, right? But Freer's at least like scored a couple of goals. Yeah. I don't care. Castanier. Okay. <laughs> For the level Castaneda's came, what did he come to the Ajax youth system? Was it or Feyenoord youth system? Ah, uh, he's Dutch, yeah. And he got subbed off at halftime against Brora Rangers and never featured again. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the thing is, it's not like the fans never, the Coventry fans never warned us either. Like Aye. they were all teasing when he left. Aye. they were he's, literally laughing at us. He's him. got four caps for the Netherlands under twenty ones. What? Do you think it's a wee bit like Oliver Burke for Scotland? Like he just got them because he's like gifted athletically, but then after those caps, they realised he cannot play football. <laughs> Aye, maybe. Oh dear, there you go. Um, Nielsen did say at full time off the the Rafe game there that we'll be going straight into the market. He hopes to see some signings tied up ASAP, as in this week. Um, so we shall see what's happening there. When he said that, it did make me think with all the Declan Gallagher rumours, if there is a contract on the table from Aberdeen and Tarts, maybe we are trying to get that sealed up now. Yeah. But I, I don't believe them. <laughs> he's already <laughs> on holiday in his caravan up north. Aye, like, <laughs> does, it, does every manager know pretty much saying it's at every transfer window? I want to do fast business. Cast a on a permanent deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd never go back to Tincastle. <laughs> <laughs> <Never again. laughs> um, he also said that he's looking to bring through more youth players next season, which I just cannot comprehend considering we've just spent a fucking year in the Scottish <laughs> Championship with all our young players and on loan. I like now's not the time, Robbie. Now's the time we will actually stay in the league. Oh, swear to God, Nielsen. Um, right, some more transfer news for you. Um, this feels like ages ago this rumour was floating about uh, Martin Waghorn of Rangers and Derby fame has been linked with Hearts. Apparently, we've been watching him for a wee while. First of all, what's your thoughts on Waghorn as a player? Jink, putting everything else, all Rangers in this aside <laughs> and money aside, Jinky be a good player up front. Do you think he's not just like a a wee bit of an older Connor Washington. I think that would be unfair. I think he's more in the direction of Liam Boyce, personally. Jake? Right. I think if we're getting a player at 31 who's leaving a club like Derby and ends up at us, they're clearly on the slide. Oh, 100%, yeah. And I think that's... I, I think that's what we've, the route we've went down so many times recently that... I'd, I've seen it. I'd much rather see us go in a different direction. Aye. We we talk about getting the right age profile of player. Martin Waghorn is not that. Yeah. Again, Cameron, what do you expect? Pelly? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> what a fucking weird player to bring up as well, eh? Like, why Pele? Sorry, Pele's 80. Be 81 this year. <laughs> um, but, you know, maybe it's a, a realistic thing again. It's like, what, what do you want, Hearts fans? Do you want an unproven striker that's going to come in and be a gamble? Or do you want Martin Waghorn, who playing up front with Nandwili, with boys behind him, could go and get you? Kyle Lafferty numbers, you know. Potential. That's there. a very slow front three. Who needs pace when you've just got goals? <laughs> I'm just because I, I seem to remember him at Rangers, right? And I seem to remember he was quite highly rated. And I'm looking at his stats there, just on Wikipedia. Scottish Championships, 25 games, 20 goals. Mm-hmm. And then he made the step up to the Premierships, 32 games and seven goals. So I mean he's to be fair, down in the English Championship, he's done all right, he's hit double digits twice, but looking at this season, he doesn't. He's thirty-one games in the championship, three goals. So, mm-hmm. well, he's, he's been Derby have been shite this this season. Yeah, they're know. getting relegated, don't they? They're floating just a little. Start a war with them. <laughs> <laughs> they're shite and all. So how tin pot are Derby? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you one thing: they can pay more money than us. Martin Waghorn is on reportedly just under eight grand a week, plus bonuses and probably get decent bonuses down there as well. Um, you're, so you're looking at what fifty percent wage cut to come to Hearts, and he would still be on four grand. Be being the kind of mid to upper wage bracket for no. us. And we're already spending all the money on strikers. Yeah, uh, that's too right. much. Just a note on Derby County: their highest paid striker is their manager. Right, on about 40 grand a week oh right <laughs> but you know what he's still not on as much money as Derek McInnes was at Aberdeen <laughs> <laughs> um, Simon last week you were saying about signing like young Scottish players and like strikers saying who's coming through so I had a look I thought I won't look at League 1 or League 2 just focus on the championship table what strikers are kicking about there and there's just one there's one good option that I could see. Now, a young striker for Dunfermline called Craig Whiten. <laughs> uh, so he'd be a brilliant fit for us, just coming through, scoring uh, goals for fun at the moment. But Aye. See what happens this summer. Just finally, boys, before we move on a wee bit, um, three additional spaces have opened up for the Scotland squad. So this is because of COVID, they're opening up a bit. Ash, you have a think about who you'd like to see Coming in, has John Souter made anyone's three for starters? Um, <laughs> from a sort of Hearts point of view, I would love him to be in the squad, but I just, what's he played, like five games? Mm-hmm. <sighs> and he's looked good, didn't get me wrong, but I don't know, these places are, are like gold dust, so we're not exactly blessed with great centre-backs at the moment, but... <sighs> Do you think we maybe take Andy Considine? Considering he was in the squad and he played and he looked okay. I think we will, why? I think one of the players that has to come through is Cal Pat. Utility man. Play three like options. what? Yeah. Three, three positions? I agree with those two. I've also got a wild one, but he has scored uh, six goals and got eight assists in Portugal and that's Ryan Gold. He's been on fire this season. Aye. I think he's got the third most goals and assists in the uh, the top flight in Portugal. So I'm not sure how you can ignore that. Yeah. 
any other position he played, he'd be coming in the squad. But because he's a centre mid, it's it's difficult for him. Aye. What about um, again another bit of a wild card? But Lee Griffiths. I think he'll be there anyway. To be honest. Yeah, I, I think he'd be in the squad regardless. Really? I think he would. I think he would deserve it now as well. Just like for for. I mean, I know he's like a Celtic cunt, but <laughs> those goals against England in that, yeah. pretty decent, eh? I honestly think he would probably take Nisbet over Griffiths at the moment. I think that's why Nisbet was in the squad the last time he played. I think he would probably look at bringing Nisbet and not Griffiths. Aye, but imagine, Paddy, right? This is all we have to say to you and um, whoever the fuck it's called, manager's name again. <laughs> all we say is, right, it's the 93rd minute. He's got one sub left. Scotland's on a free kick, 25 yards out. You look to the bench, Kevin Nisbet. Or you look to the bench, Lee Griffiths. I agree with you. I agree <laughs> with you. Well then, Steve Clark, listen up, Sonny Jim. There's <laughs> that, but Simon, like, there's no chance Lee Griffiths is ever starting a game for Scotland, but you'd bring him on the last 10 minutes if you're behind. Aye. Is, Mc, is it McBurney that's out now? He's a, yeah. Oh no, no, so, no. <laughs> please no. So who you would take? So Lyndon Dykes. Who else? Shea Dykes, Adams. Shea Adams. Yeah, Adams. Griffiths. Griffiths. And then the way he can play Fraser up front as well. Yeah, he plays Ryan Christie off Lyndon Dykes quite often as well. So it's like I know he's an attacking mid, but they do play them as like a front two. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Billy Gilmore, anyone? I just nah. just to get him used to the the getting used to playing in international tournaments because we really need to get these young players bloodied at international tournaments because we'd be going to so fucking many of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> so. we've got a couple of friendlies before, don't we? So you know this uh, is the ideal chance for like the Griffiths, Nisbets, even Billy Gilmore, Ryan Golds, and all that to really make their, their claim. I hope that line. hope those See, squads uh, are a bit different. <laughs> Well, the friendlies, can you have a different squad? I was just wondering, because they're quite close. I wonder if it had to be your tournament squad that went to those games. I hope not. I'm sure I don't know. You'll probably maybe a 35-man squad and then right. shoot down. Yeah, that's normally what they do. We're just not used to this kind of chat. because I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard that's what countries do before tournament. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. At least we'll have Craig Gordon and David Marshall while he was dropped last weekend for Derby. So it looks like we may have Scotland's number one again. <laughs> he deserves it. Like, genuinely. Yeah. I've not seen David Marshall play once for fucking whoever he plays for. Derby the, only, aye, the only person, fuck them, the only person who could, <laughs> uh, I could think, could compete with Gordon would be Shagger, and he's uh, retired. Yeah, There's, there is people saying he should be called up. If Marshall, if his Angus's back keeps playing up, but surely not. Eh? You just bring McLaughlin as the backup, and probably fucking Xander Clark from St Johnson or something. Xander's <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, the keeper that almost scored. The Clark is our name. Can't even mind. I think so. Yeah. There you go. Scotland chatter. So that's all the news. Uh, Cameron, will we go over to you now for some This Day in Hearts? Thank you, Jarvis. So This Day in Hearts, Saturday the 2nd of May 1992, the final day of the season, so Joe Jordan's Hearts draw matters to a close with a nondescript 2-0 victory against mid-table Falkirk, thanks to goals from Eamon Bannon and Ian Ferguson. Another mid-table side, 
Hibs stunned second place Celtic at Parkhead, nicking a 2 1 win. The combination of the two results was most welcome, unexpectedly lifting Hearts into runners up spot, a point clear of Liam Brady's outfit, and with a place in Europe to look forward to. Yes. Beautiful. Sound like, sound like a young chick young. <laughs> <laughs> and also, can, can, can you just make sure Bobby Walker scores next time as well? <laughs> I do apologise, I'll get that in next week. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Cameron. Um, I think now, given that the, the dust has settled on a, on a pint drinking weekend, we better check in with Jolly. Hello, Jolly. Are you there? All right, Jarvie, how's it going? Not too bad. How's yourself? Oh, no bad, like, uh, boozers done men, like, but, uh, no, I obviously can't go for, like, a, a standing start to full throttle like that. It's not, not too much for me, you know? Turns out I'm less like Linford Christie and more like Christie's the Butcher. <laughs> you must be must be glad the season's over now, though, eh? I'm not sure what you've got to talk about, but you'll want to put it behind you. Why? You, have you enjoyed any or because it's it sounded pretty drink listening to you for the last however many months? Uh, I've not I've not been too bad, I don't think. I think it's more Paddy that's had a, a very terrible year. Um I've enjoyed it in, in glimpses. Aye. It's been a laugh, if anything. Well, if you can't laugh, you greet, Jarvie. You can't laugh, you greet. Well, you know, I was thinking about it too, and I was thinking, I tell you, if I had a tenner for every game that I enjoyed this season, I'd have about three tenors. And that would make me Pavarotti. <laughs> but you know, I hear here he is were at the weekend and he's he's met met the man himself, Gary Locke. Oh he did, came out of me. That's fantastic, like Well, with that in mind, you know, I wanted to get to the, the hearts of the matter as always, and you know, closing it off with talking about, you know, the, the end of season party, you know, your your office party and all that. Well, what I can. Which current Hearts player for the for the current squad would you most likely to go like to go for pints with? Oh, that's a good one, Jolly. Hmm. Stephen Naismith, probably. That's a great shout. Can it be a funny funny night? That's a very good shout. I'm trying to think past that. Try and get any of the players I like at the moment. There's no many. <laughs> <laughs> Not the most relatable of heart squads, is it? Um, I'd go with actually no, I'd go with Eddie White because he kind of just end up in a fight or something at the end of the night. <laughs> He'd get far too drunk and just cause havoc. <laughs> Be a laugh. That or Andy Halliday actually, because then we would get in a fight. Me and Andy Halliday. <laughs> I'd I'd maybe choose Elliot Freer. Because I had 100% end up in a fight with Elliot Freer after about half a pint. Why are you not just want to get in a fight? <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie, lads. I think you've he's he's misconstrued this question, you know. Looking for with somebody you'd like to go for a drink with. <laughs> no, someone who you'd like to go for a fight in a pub with. <laughs> so there's a lot of tension on the podcast. <laughs> no, actually, no, right. I want to change mine. It would be Gary Mackay Stephen because. I've heard he likes a bevy and falls in rivers and things. So, uh, you just stay away from the canal or the water. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Naismith for me, I can't see past that, Simon. It's a brilliant show. 
I'd be Peter Haring because it's one of the other players I actually do like. That's the only reason. <laughs> well, I tell you, for me, it'd be you know after after a, a difficult weekend, I'd, I'd like I'd go out with, with Craig Gordon. That kind of was in a safe set of hands, you know. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> well, look, I'm going to go because I'm going to catch the end of the snooker, lads. Eh? But um, look, I just want to say one thing. Obviously, keep washing your hands for the hearts. But this week, well, the folk out there are listening to go out and vote as well. Eh? So go out there and do your butt. I'll see you later, boys. See you later. Comrade Jolly, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> A public service announcement from Jolly Jambo. <laughs> um, and I, I guess at some point over the next week, we're going to have to record another podcast just to conclude the season. Because at the start of the year, we set some season predictions and sneak peek, Hammy's young player of the year was Jamie Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all quite similar, similar uh, kill to that. That'll be fun. Will we talk about this Rafe game? Uh, on a, a glorious Friday evening. Uh, Simon, how do we line up for this one? Was there any changes from the, the week before? I can't even remember. If I'm not mistaken, I think the only change was Nandwili and Henderson. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was only... Um, but yeah, so it was Gordon and Goals, back three, Halkett, Sutter-Smith, Haldi at left-back, um, Shea Logan at right-back, McInef and Haran in the midfield and then Liam Boyce, Mackay Stephen and Henderson up front. Like I said last week, I'm not surprised to see a full strength team. I do think it was one of our best performances of the season. Um, yeah. I think everyone kind of had a good game and everyone was sort of, I mean, how Liam Boyce didn't score is beyond me. I no, don't know how I won that bet. He hit the bar twice and he, instead of putting the ball in the back, then it cut it back for Mackay Stephen at the end. And I done everything but score. He was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I, um, no real problems with it. Could be the last time we ever see Stephen Naismith score in a heart shot. Could be. I, I don't think so, but we'll, we'll come on to that. We'll come on to it. Um, aye, it was a full strength team. I mean, we won that 4-0 best game of the season and it does leave a good taste in your mouth <laughs> for the, the summer, but See if it was nil nil and we'd played two 16 year olds in the centre midfield. Exactly. Like it would have been no issue with that either. So I I, I would have much rather seen a lot more young players um, getting a bit of game time in that, but it is what it is now. He's gonna say he's gonna but get more youth players in. Not a chance. <laughs> no way. <laughs> um They're all leaving. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this next crop of youngsters really must be good. How many 16-year-olds can you fit in? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no one between, like, there's no 18-year-olds plus. They're all... They're all, they're all gone already, aye. Just absolutely decimated the academy. <laughs> yeah, it is mad um, thinking how many young players have come and just gone before really we even know if they're good enough. Because mm-hmm. how can you make a decision on whether someone's good enough before they're even 20-year-old? Yeah, exactly. Just on that note, by the way, I forgot to, to say this during the news. Callum Flatman, who's a very highly regarded 18-year-old centre-back, he's just ruptured his Achilles, I think it is. So he's out until, like, this into next season now. It's a shame for him. Speedy Aye, that is right. He was the one who supposedly turned in Spurs in that, wasn't he? Aye, that's right. Aye. Yeah. Well, good luck to him. Hope he, hope he comes back fighting strong. He can just speak to John Suter. 
yeah. like genuinely he can he can speak yeah. to him and and see what he says about getting through it and staying staying on track mm-hmm. nicely paddy don't don't say it on to the on to the game um i missed the first half an hour because i I was out for dinner and it took 55 minutes for my starters never to arrive (laughs) just get served my main the the pub was a wee bit busy on the old booze running prioritizing the food um how was the opening half an hour of the game (laughs) <laughs> I missed the first 90 minutes, I'm afraid. I was at the pub. We're having a very busy night, Paddy. I, I was also at the pub with uh, Cameron. Uh, no, Paddy. <laughs> I, was, I was very drunk. Um, I did watch the highlights today, though, um, on Ray TV. Very good highlights. Did you then. watch the highlights? And there's a bit when uh, Benedictus gets sent off, and the guy obviously <laughs> said, Phil, <laughs> In the background, goes, it never fucking touched him. <laughs> <laughs> it was very loud. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. No, for the first half hour, we looked, and for the whole game, we looked in complete control. Um, right. It was weird <laughs> seeing that, if I'm honest. It was jagging just for the highlights, though. It just, we did seem in complete control. Wraith didn't. I don't know if they just seemed to down tools as well. They were they looked not like a team that should be in second place anyway, or they have not, everything no. to play for. One yeah. of the things I noticed about this is um, this is one of the few games that I can remember this season where we actually scored less goals than we should have. I don't know what the XG and all that shit is, but the amount of chances we we missed is unreal. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, eleventh minute. GMS scored absolute goal machine. Again. So poor defending, but also nicely taken, would you say? I had one of the centre backs has just caught up the pitch and the other one hasn't given him a shout to call, come back or, or stepped up with him and GMS is looks don't know if it's just the angle, but it looks a bit like ten yards of space. Mm-hmm. And he just runs into the box and f- fantastic finish once he once he gets into the box so. Yeah. I can pass through. Like from the halfway line straight through the defence. Yeah, for Michael Smith. Smith, that's right, yeah. Aye, lovely. Um, other than that, I mean, it was a very possession-based first half. You had Andy Halliday hit the bar from a free kick. It was going about half a mile an hour. <laughs> um, a lot of press, and I think, for me, I mean, it looked like Hearts just pressed Rafe out the game, and it's we see it so often against us. It was so refreshing to see us doing it to a team. This Rafe could just do nothing with the ball. Yeah, and again, we'll probably get the second and third and fourth goals actually. But our pressing just caused them so many problems. They they just couldn't get anything started, and that's really how it went. And oh, we should have been like Halliday's free kick as well. From I think it was about two yards outside the eighteen yard box, getting up and over. Yeah, it felt like it was too was, close. It was really good. Um, he was very, very unlucky. Um, and there was a few other chances. Like, I don't know Simon said at the start of Boyce. He just couldn't go in. Jamie McDonald made a couple of good saves as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously clicked in the second half with the, obviously the sending off help as well. It did. Well, leading into the second half, it's 58% possession at halftime. Five shots, three on target. Uh, Rafe had three shots and none on target. So it was, it's just the most solid performance we've had by half time anyway. Um, Cameron, the 51st minute, uh, there was a ball, a great ball from Boyce to Henderson. He had a one-on-one with Jamie McDonald. 
but he hit the ball straight at him. The commentators were saying it was a great save, but Jinky could have done better. I mean, it's a solid save, but you expect to keep it and make it. The ball's hit right at him. Um, I think if he lifts it or puts it to the side in any way, it's a goal. It's He's just not struck it that well. And then obviously, I mean, you'll get on it, but he follows it. He, he makes up for it. Right. Exactly that. Just five minutes later, goal. Uh, Andy Halliday into Henderson, who turned his man inside out uh, and a very nice goal, hitting it across the, the face into the side netting. So, fair play to him. Um, what, what's your thoughts now on Henderson? You've, you've had a good look at him over the last couple of games now. Do you think he's done enough to be a first-team player going back into the Prem? What I have noticed about Henderson is his ball retention is much better. He used to run down blind alleys and just try and do too much and lose the ball. A lot of the time he, he, he recycles the ball really well and I think that's what Nielsen looks for in a player if there is something that he even looks for. It's being able to recycle the ball because there was a reason he kept picking GMS and it was because that he was able to keep hold of the ball and it was very boring and it didn't work but that's what he wants so that's why he's picking these players and I think Henderson's got a lot better at that. So he's getting more game time and hopefully he does get more game time and he can keep his momentum up because he's looking like he could improve. Hammy, any thoughts yourself? Um, yeah, I think he's been, he's certainly shown that he's he's got something about him because we were saying at the start, but I think a lot of it comes into the way that he's been played as well, like sticking him out wide and just giving him that ball, but he's, he's not as effective I think we've seen him sort of change to be a bit more central, um, playing off boys or playing off Nandwili or, or feeding off those scraps. And I just think he's more effective there. Whether he can make that step up, it will be interesting to see, but it's worthwhile persisting, I think. Um, and again, we've said it many, many times, if we're signing players like Freer or Cassidy or Roberts, when we've got players like Henderson, play Henderson. It's, it's an easy choice for me but uh, again that will depend on how we we go into the transfer market but I don't think there's I don't think we've got anything to lose right. yeah I, I agree entirely I mean I think it's so much better central and it's like the Callum Morrison thing again you know you've got a player with amazing attributes but he can't cross a ball he can't play it wide you play him to the middle and suddenly it all clicks just keep them there um Paddy Henderson has been improving. Do you think he could keep on improving, playing at a higher level? Or do you think he could get found out a bit coming up against better opposition? I'd keep on. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think he's a good player and I think he's still really young. So, yeah, he will improve. And mm. he is versatile as well. And he's got a goal in him. So, yeah, definitely keep on. We can't sit here and complain about Hearts not bringing through youth players and playing youth players and then. Go, oh, so you don't play this Henderson, eh? Aye, don't play <laughs> Lewis Henderson. Don't uh, play you and Henderson. Yeah. Sorry, I had Lewis Moore on my brain there for a second. A Another player slip. who should <laughs> who uh, should have had a chance, but then right. it's just got uh, Lewis Moore written all over it. But uh, like, oh, promising player. Here we go. Oh, what's that? Henderson's been loaned out to Arbroath next season. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Sky's the limit. Loads of potential, does Henderson. Um, back to the game. Michael Smith went off for Andy Irvin on the 56th minute. That seemed to just uh, bypass me. This must, I was too excited after the goal. <laughs> <laughs> did I take it? He picked up a knock or something, did he? Aye. 
Um, he was. Uh, I don't remember the challenge, but he did hobble off, and it was it was an enforced one. It wasn't a tactical one. Okay. Um, Cameron, the penalty incident on the 59th minute. Um, Henderson was through for another one-on-one, uh, and the Rafe defender slid in. He pulled out what? How many inches away from him? Um, I mean, he definitely clipped his ankle. Stonewall penalty. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, never seen a, I've never seen a more clear and obvious penalty and red card decision. No, in all honesty, it was it was pretty poor. I mean, we benefited from it, but uh, I mean, you can quite clearly see he's he's never anywhere near him. Um, yeah, bad one. I'm sure they'll get their red card overturned for their. Do they play like again like tomorrow night? I think. Um, playoff. That'd be the playoff start tomorrow. I'm yeah. sure they get overturned today. The referees had an absolute hammer there. Um, but it didn't matter anyway because Craig Halkett took the penalty. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um, it's a shocker. Hanny, a lot of people are saying, or oh, maybe he was taking it because he's leaving. What do you reckon? Going to Motherwell, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. I, I heard a, a rumour. I. <laughs> I don't know if it's your last game taking a penalty. I don't know. It just, it just, the whole thing baffled me. I've never seen him take a penalty before in my life. I don't want to see him take another penalty again. How um, many he's... goals is he on this season? Maybe he's on like a, if he hits a target, he's on a goal bonus. So they thought, like, oh, give him that and he'll get his bonus or something. But that's the only reason I can think. Like, yeah, something like that, probably. Um, you were saying about how many goals because it was the ball always seems to end up at Popescu's head at the start of the season rather than his. So I don't think he's got as many as he got last year. Um, just an odd one. He tried to smash it down the middle and cannoned off the bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I could centre half penalty. That's what it was. It was a centre half penalty. And they let out a big fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You know, a good centre half that used to bang in the penalties, like Stephen Presley. That's how you take a big thunder bastard that penalty. Oh, right, where are they? You're all excited for penalties. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, 67th minute, Henderson went off for Stephen Naismith. Like you said, Simon, this could be the last time we see Naismith in action, if he wants, if he decides to retire. I never saw anything myself that indicated that it would be his last time. You know, he didn't look emotional. He didn't look like he was taking it all in. No, you're right. He didn't. But I don't know if he would maybe give a fuck about any of that. I'm going three days a week for fucking six grand a week. No bad. <laughs> Aye. Um... He scored moments later. Uh, Liam Boyce smashed it off the bar, fell to Stephen Naismith for it to happen. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, it just was a good finish. There was, was a man, man right on behind him. Again, it was um, good pressing. Like, for the second and the third goal, Wraith just did not seem to want to get the ball clear. Aye, the boy they, just passed it right across his fucking <laughs> six yard line. What was he doing? Just Aye. get rid of it and then they, those two goals. But again, it was Hearts pressing constantly, not letting them have a minute on the ball. And um, mm-hmm. it's weird. It's, it's like if you play like that, you, you do well. It's <laughs> taken 27 games or 20, more than that, actually. But, but energy. Yeah. 
City. And this is why we wouldn't have got relegated last season if the season played out, because we were just finding our form about now. Aye. <laughs> I think I think it's true that Hearts have won the last three games in every league, league season ever. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm joking, obviously. <laughs> Craig Levine either, because at once it was the split, you just never picked up a point with Levine. <laughs> <laughs> you can, he was getting sick. That was his target. He's like, right, cool. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I think our, our last goal here on the seventy second minutes underrated. There's been a lot of people posting like their you know favourite goals of the season, doing we votes in that. Um, I thought this was lovely. Uh, Liam Boyce with some beautiful skill. The one on the, the one two, Stephen Naismith across goal. GMS tapping at the back post. Superb. Aye, it was a no boys who got it across goal. Aye, like Boyce yeah, played the one-two with Naismith played on back. Aye, it was. It was. It was lovely play around the box. Aye. and that was kind of that. The last uh, twenty minutes did fizzle out a bit. It was just heavy possession, but we did see young Pollock come on for his second appearance, um, coming on for McInef. What's your thoughts on McInef now? He's had a, a really good run of games. I don't think he's made as much of an impact as we'd hope he would have made, has he? I like him. I do, I do really like him. There's something about him that I do like, and I think he's he's still developing as a player, but he's got the qualities you want to see in a player. Like He's trying hard, and he, he clearly cares. Because he's angry as fuck as well, <laughs> which is good. But he never seems to get like bookings or do stupid challenges, so it's not like he's reckless. Mm-hmm. Fair point. He was good at the pressing. He seemed more comfortable, I thought, on uh, on Friday. Uh, he's just, I don't know. He's well. He's had a couple of goals over the last just the last month, hasn't he? He's scored two. So uh, I certainly wouldn't be unhappy to see him in the starting lineup next season. But we just wonder. Robbie Nielsen has hinted about signing a another creative centre midfielder. So I do think we need it though. That like competition is never a bad thing. Right. Andy Irvin's away. Ollie Lee's yeah. obviously gone. Ooh, the fucking blue. How weird was that, by the way? Is that not the most rag part of this season? <laughs> oh, left one day. Like, <laughs> and we just let him for nothing. See ya. Our top in the assist chart in the championship. Eyes, oh, that's him away. He's in London. It was like a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> it must have been serious, like family issues, if they've if they've allowed him to go down. I know. I just think it was the most tin pot thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you, just, you just don't see that. Um, right, and that was that. Uh, full-time stats, 58% possession, so it balanced out. We had 14 shots, 9 on target, which must be a season high. Not sure. Don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> Rafe had 4 shots, so they had none on target for the whole game, and just 1 shot in the second half, so it just shows you how much it was controlled. Absolute scenes. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that. The season is bloody done. Um, Thank God. It's I mean, been such like a fake season, isn't it? Like everything about it just seems like it's not actually fucking real. Hmm. Do you think you would have enjoyed it more if you were there? Or are you, oh, you had to be there? Aye, it would have been nice like getting to go to all these shitey wee clubs and give them a good laugh. I'll be going to Arbroath. Next season, <laughs> it's an international break or something. Cameron, you'll be coming with me. We'll go and visit the firma. Not <laughs> a good thing. 
Post-season celebrations, Hammy, we'll go over to you to hear what joys they're saying on an out-of-context Jambles kickback. Back away and don't talk a lot of shame. Will do. Um, going to be a bit different this week because I'm going to go for a bit of a season uh, season ratings, season squad ratings. I'm going to run through a few of them with you and see if see if you lads uh, agree. So, Gordon, 8 out of 10, my player of the season. Quite simply, if we had him last year, we would have a top six side and not face the shenanigans that we did. It's a bold statement, but I, t- I tend to agree, actually. Um, Michael Smith, 6 out of 10, probably his worst season for us, which says something that he was probably still one of our more accomplished performers. He was unsettled by whomever was playing centre-half until he became part of three. Eddie White, 2 out of 10. Suter, who only played the last seven games, I think, uh, five games, sorry, 7 out of 10. Ironically, the one real positive of the season is he was able to get a game time without too much pressure. We'll set him up for the next season. Peter Hannon, 6 out of 10. Christoph Berra, 3 out of 10. Uh, Jamie Walker, 5 out of 10. Now, it's a weird one. He says, the fact he couldn't nail down a starting place after some positive cameos says a lot. Useful squad depth next year. Otherwise, good luck for the next step. Ollie Lee, who we just spoke about, he was given a 6 out of 10. Uh, Big Nanduile was given a 5 out of 10, um, which I think is a bit harsh. Boyce, 8 out of 10, I'd agree with that. Uh, Roberts, 2 out of 10. Shea Logan, again, another one who came in at the end, 7 out of 10. Um, Other players we've got here, Naismith, who's given a a 4 out of 10, probably the biggest disappointment this season. Showed some flashes of the Nacy of old, um, but too often reminded people of Gary Locke shouting and pointing with nothing else. I disagree with that. Don't they fucking dare speak about our (laughs) Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Craig Whiten, um, he was given a 4 out of 10 Uh, Jamie Walker syndrome in that he got better the less he played I'm glad he's gone (laughs) Um, Halliday, he was given a 6 out of 10 Personally, I feel he was unfairly criticised and I don't know how much of that was the Hun label applied to him He never hid and always tried He he also suited left wing back better than centre midfield that's true. Fair. Gary Mackay, Stephen, four out of ten. Um, uh, recency bias would give him a higher mark, but until those goals, he was dross. Hopefully, those were the confidence bills that he needed. Mekanef was given a five out of ten. Andy Irvin was given a three out of ten. Almost mm-hmm. Jordan McGee-esque and believing his own hype. Stephen Simmons once looked good in the midfield as well. Good luck <laughs> on your French future endeavours. Steen Kingsley was given a 5 out of 10. Um, Zlamal was given a 2 out of 10. He never played at all this season, but he was given an extra point for conceding seven goals whilst with St Mirren. Fair enough. <laughs> um, Freer, a 1 out of 10. Seriously, why? That was the only comment. Um, Jamie Brandon, my boy, was given a 2 out of 10. Yeah, thanks. Another one destined for greyer things, apparently. Uh, Jarvie, I think you'll like this one. Craig Halkett, 3 out of 10. In fairness, looked more comfortable in a back three. However, from a player who we were saying could get called up to Scotland to this, what a decline. He was beaten, though, by Pepescu, who only got a two out of ten. Castanier, one out of ten. Fair. Henderson, again, four out of ten. 
which again is probably a bit harsh. So if you're giving Shea Logan a seven, I, I don't know. Um, McGill and Pollock both received a five and a four. Again, I, I don't really get that. Um, yeah, uh, and Nielsen, he was given a four out of ten. What would you give Nielsen for this season? Around a three or a four, I can't wait to hear Paddy. A two or a three. I mean, that, that, that cunt seemed pretty spot on, was his ratings, to be fair. I think he was quite quite accurate with them. There was a few, maybe Andy Irvin, I'd bump it up a wee bit. I thought he was pretty good when he played consistently for us in the right position with the right support either side of him. But that's the thing. How many how many times are Hearts going to play like proper three centre mids? Not very yeah. often. I've got, to say, I've got to agree with most of those ratings as well. To be fair to them, uh, Cameron, you're awfully quiet there. Are you a wee, uh, a wee secret Nielsen in man? Are you? No, I was watching the telly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't really. Um, no, I think if if I was going to give Nielsen a guy, I probably would go slightly higher on Nielsen and, and give him a five. I think. You literally got the well. You got what you needed out of the season, but with zero extras whatsoever. And yeah, I feel like a five is is a fair score. You'd hope for much higher in the championship. I'd give him no higher than a two. I think Brora. You should no matter how we could have won won every game this season. I think Brora was unsurvivable for ninety five percent of managers, and he shouldn't be in the job. Hard to argue. Hammy, what was yours? <laughs> well, they're going very angry there. <laughs> no, I'd give them a three. Um, and I just think if you're getting anything lower than a five in the Scottish Championship, and, and not just Scottish Championship, the Cups as well, then you've done a terrible job. So mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a three for me. There you go. Thank you, Hammy. And uh, you can all hear our reviews and, well, maybe not rate every player, but you can certainly hear our views on the season as a whole and our season predictions coming up next week before we sign off for, I don't know, I don't know when we're going to, we plan on coming back in on in like mid-June or something or the start of June for some Euros build-up in podcasts, is that right? Sounds about right, eh? Looking forward to it. Um, Yes or no, are we going to get out of the group stage in the Euros? Yeah, of course. Yeah. We're winning the whole thing, so I'm not Aye. answering this question. <laughs> you forget you're allowed to be optimistic about your, your nation, just not as a Hearts fan. You have a very different vibe around here, I think. Coming See, this is, do you want to know how my, my feelings have changed about this? And I was... Dead excited to the point that I wanted the sticker album before. I've now realised that we actually have a better chance of winning the tournament than me collecting all of the stickers. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> man. I, I bought it and just gave up. As soon as I got like the first pack stuck in, I was like, fuck, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> I just patched it. I've got way too much an addictive personality to even start. I just didn't. <laughs> Genuinely, I think you'd have to spend like a couple of grand to fill it. Right, I probably would off. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Um, no, next up, obviously, because the season's bloody done. Um, which means, by ourselves, Cameron, we may or may not be able to conclude it. How's it looking? 
I think what we'll do is consider no one's really getting any points and that the one season long that was left in play was not to do with Hearts. We will just discount them and go with the scores as is from each week. Ooh. Wait then now. (laughs) (laughs) If it helps you, the one that's left, I checked this earlier. Season long. I won one of the season longs. I know that. You haven't won any of the season longs. There was the three goals per game thing. I voted against. I said sell to that. Me and Hammy, I believe. Then where you go cheating us out points here. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, here it is, right? So you and Simon did the opposite on the, the three goals average, and you did the opposite on Dundee getting promoted through the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So they cancel each other out. It's fine. Right, okay. Well, why don't you update us on last week's scores, eh? What, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, not great scores for us all in the end. Um, That's Paddy, Paddy, myself, and you, Jarvis, scored one. And Hammy and Simon scored two. So, Hearts did get their fifth clean sheet on the bounce. They did score over 2.5 goals. The possession line did not come in again, so that was 60.5. They came in at 58. And um, Liam Boyce did not score exactly one goal, so that one didn't come in either. (laughs) And where that leaves our running totals, or our final running totals, Yes. Bringing up the rear as has been most of the season <laughs> at this point. Paddy on 38, just up the road slightly, is me on 42. And you get to Jarvie in third on 45, Hammy in second on 46, and Simon, our winner on 48. Oh, oh comfortably. <laughs> well done, Simon. Well done. I'll get your packet of jam tarts over at you. <laughs> We won two bets this week. You have indeed. It's good fun that by ourselves. Look from what I'm looking forward to the next one already. Do we mini by ourselves for the Euros, Cameron? Aye, we'll do a Euros one surely. That'd be good. Scotland to win the Euros by ourselves. <laughs> Bye. And I our bet, Simon. So over under Liam Boyce 15 goals for the season look at us looking like we know what we're talking about 14 <laughs> it should have been 15 so, ah, it really should have so close so £5 was sent your way on Friday evening well done um, Aye. it made it very unexciting how close we got it but neither of us were going to accept a deal one side either way like yeah unless it was close Aye. We'll, uh, we'll see how the, sh- the squad shapes up. We'll see if Boyce is still in the squad before. Because <laughs> we made a bit itchy initially, didn't we? I think we did. I am and sure. then like a week later he was gone. Yeah, <laughs> I think our very first discussion was Uchi over under eight goals. So that sounds about right, aye. Right. Um, Hammy, do you want to tell us about yours and Paddy's bet for the season? Yes, we had, we had a bet. The line was 15 clean sheets um, for Hearts this season obviously expecting Craig Gordon to play the majority of the games, which he did. And it finished on 13. 
Um, now, I was like playing sailing at one point because we just couldn't stop conceding goals. Berra was playing, <laughs> Popescu was playing. I was like, yes. And then in the last eight games, we can uh, we had seven clean sheets. <laughs> it got a wee bit scary. <laughs> but I've done well. I owe Fami £15. It was just a fiver. We re-listened to the 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 yeah, podcast and I set it as a fiver because I was a wee bit worried. <laughs> All right, cool. So it's just five pounds. Five pounds. I'll get that across to him. <laughs> Superb. Well done, boys. Also makes it look like you just knew what you were talking about. You would have never thought <laughs> in, in April, but we got you got there by the end of uh, sorry, the end of April. You got there. Um yeah, looking forward to more more gambling next season, but please uh, bet responsibly, boys and girls. And that's us. So like we said, we'll do a the big season review and uh maybe even throw in a wee a wee quiz for the boys. Next week, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you've got that to look forward to before we have our, our summer vacation. Um, so until then, thank you, Simon, Hammy, Paddy, and Cameron. And special thanks to Padman Productions for its copious amounts of editing time as ever. If you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And if you would like to send us an email, it's heartspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, do feel free to leave us a nice sweet review or otherwise spread the good word. So until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts. We'll see you again soon. Oh, thank God that's over.